Welcome to the God Focus Podcast. And today we are talking about God in nature. And to start us off, here's Mr. Sam Peacock. Well, Angie, uh, you know, when when you look at it and ponder on it, you know, really God is nature. And my thoughts, um, um, a scripture here reads, on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. This is Psalm 145, 5. So again, I love the, the subject matter today, nature. Uh, to me, that says beauty, grandeur, but it also says quiet, and it gives us that quiet environment in which to meditate on God's word. Um, again, grandeur uh, with nature. Uh, nature really uh, is a gift that God gave our, his people. And um, it's a place where we can go to get closer to him. So when I think of some examples in my life where uh, nature was um, prevalent and the ability to get closer to him, I remember the Boy Scouts. Um, and of course, the, the Scout uh, laws, uh, God is, and we should be trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. And so as we were scouts, uh, we always uh, had our Vesper services. We always gathered around the fire. God was very much part of that Boy Scout experience. And then another experience that I remember so well is when we lived in Georgia, Kennesaw Mountain. It's not a very uh, popular mountain. It is, I suppose, becoming more popular, but it's a place where you could climb up. There were trails, vistas. And what was very interesting is you're up there in a very quiet place where you can get closer to God, yet you look across the Atlanta metro uh, area, which is like 30 miles away. You see Stone Mountain over there, and then you look at the Atlanta skyline. So, you know, you can realize you're part of this world, yet you're still in nature and you're still closer to God. Uh, another um, scripture, let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moves in them, Psalm 69, 34. Uh, that really tells me that uh, that would be us that he's talking about, that uh, we should praise Jesus, who is God, and the fact that he provided his wondrous works, which is nature, for our enjoyment. Praise him for this. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Thank Amen. you, Sam. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. MJ, you are up next. Yeah, that that's a great point because um I'm a civil war buff and one of the pictures that you'll always see is um oh gosh, I can't remember if it was uh General Grant sitting on Lookout Mountain. Um, you know, during the Civil War, and just that beautiful backdrop. I mean, here here's a war going on. You know, brother fighting against brother, and <laughs> but yet you look at the just the serenity of what he's looking at and being on that mountain. Um, I, I just that just brings back interesting memories. 
So one of the things I I like is, uh, you know, when I see things that God talks about nature in, in, in the word. And so I'll go to Matthew, um, you know, 626 here, you know, look at the birds in the air. Uh, they do not sow or reap or store in, away in barns and all that. They are God's he heavenly items and he feeds them, you know, God feeds them. And when we look at ourselves, and go, well, is he going to take care of me? Yes, he's going to take care of you. You know, he loves us so much. He created us. You know, in the beginning, God created everything, and that's everything, in his image. And if you look at um, Genesis 1.20, you know, he, he built creatures, living creatures that were in the sky and in the waters and in the depths and he created plant life so that um, there was uh, things for these creatures to eat. And down to um, Genesis 1.24, in every living creature like livestock and that crawl around the, the ground and all that, these are all things that he created so that we could enjoy them, that Adam and Eve, here's Adam and Eve, the first two, and they live in this garden, in this garden of Eden. And everybody, you know, loves like, you know, Angie's working out on, on the garden uh, around the home here in our area and works on that garden and puts different things in there and pulls things out and all that. Well, God put everything in there for, you know, Adam and Eve to, in, to enjoy. And it is interesting that when we go on vacation, isn't it interesting that we really want to go somewhere where there's where there's nature, where we're drawn to, I want to go to the ocean, I want to go to a lake, I want to go to a mountain, I want to go to, you know, somewhere that I can be closer to nature, away from people. <laughs> That's one of the biggest things is, is we try to get away from people, but we, we want to be a really close to nature. In fact, you know, a lot of people don't... Um, they don't go to a building. They don't really want to go to a building for a um, for a vacation. They want to go for an experience out in nature. And even in Chicago, uh, along the Chicago River, uh, this summer we happen to have a chance to go on one of those tours where they go up and down the river of Chicago. And the gentleman that was doing the narrating of the tour that we were on happened to bring up the point that all the reconstruction they've done in the last 10 years on a certain part of the river that they put a bunch of new nature exhibits in and, uh, you know, different trees and different bushes and, and built things that have a, a green effect. That whole area, which was over two miles in length, um, has had a real drop in, in crime. And I, I just I found that a very interesting uh, situation where, you know, here crime, you know, gets away from nature. <laughs> and yet, um, we love being around it. And, and well, I'll give you another example. Uh, when you have somebody who's sick, you give them um, plants, you give them flowers, you give them living plants, that type of thing. And it makes them brings their 
brings their energy back up because we love getting pieces of nature uh, coming to us, you know, whether it be even like a giving a kid a puppy dog, you know, that's a piece of nature that will love on that kid forever and ever. But I, I just, you know, as I thought of this topic and prayed about it, two, two different things came to my mind about me and nature. I remember a long time ago when I was a, a kid, I was playing in a soccer game and it was a really big soccer game back when I was in junior high. So it was a long, long time ago. But I remember walking into a cornfield just to get away from everybody for a little bit, just to have some quiet and just think about, you know, this particular game. And I needed to be around that, that, that cornfield of all places just to kind of be away from everybody and just bring myself into, you know, here's a big game, you know, here's what's going on and God, thank you for helping me. And I remember that. And secondly, when I was a kid, I loved going fishing by a creek by my grandfather's farm and just sitting in those tall, the tall grass all by myself, just out there fishing. And whether I caught a fish or not, I just enjoyed the time being out there alone. And I, I don't know, that just felt like, you know, when I was a kid, you know, some God time, even though I didn't think of it that way, I just called it me time. But, you know, at the end of the day, it really was just me and God. Um, and one last thought, um, when it comes to nature and some of the things I've experienced, I love going and talking to trees. <laughs> I love talking to trees because I know they've been around for all uh, usually a long time or, you know, an interesting amount of time. So, you know, talk to trees, um, pray, pray over trees, pray over plants. I think that's a huge thing. I think it's a great release. Uh, I'll, I'll leave with this last um, verse in Job, Job 38. Job 38, 41 talks about the ravens crying out, you know, the ravens crying out about uh, food. And, you know, whether food be physical food for your body or food being just some time alone, you know, if you're crying out for some, um, for some food, get, get into nature, go get into anywhere you can, where it's just you and some plant life and or water and or anything that's just away from, I guess, quote unquote, civilization and I think you'll find God sitting there waiting for you. So you can just kind of open up and talk to him and, and hear, hear back from him. And that's the most important thing is being able to hear back from him. So love nature. And Angie has it all over her uh, office and around her home. So if you ever visit Angie, you'll see what, what she loves. There you go. That's I'm coming, Angie. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> a lot of good points there, MJ. My goodness. A lot of good stuff there. All of you. It's been awesome. It's Very cool. Well, and real quick before we move on, you, you touched on the idea of kids in nature. And I think as it's natural as a kid to love, well, it used to be, <laughs> love playing outside. I don't know. I assume kids still do that. Um, but it's just, you know, it, you know, we're drawn to it because as, as kids, you know, we are still very tethered to God in a way that adults don't realize. And, um, it's even though the kids can't put words to it that, Hey, I'm going outside to hang out with God. That's what they're really 
you know, that's part of what they're doing. Um, you know, dad's playground out there. Um, yeah. Lots of creativity that, you know, you know, squirrels don't have the creativity piece that <laughs> humans do. They're just out there doing their thing. Whereas humans, you know, we can make things and create things and invent things. That's what we're designed to do. And nature is full of that. So thanks for bringing that up. And, and then Sam, you touch and base on the Boy Scouts. There's a kid theme. Um, I love that bit with the with the Boy Scouts and and the the beliefs. I don't. I was never a Boy Scout, so I don't have those memorized. But I love that. <laughs> All right, Bill, you are up. And then we've got Robin next on the deck. Here we go. Good morning, team. How's everybody doing? Good morning. Good morning. Excellent. Well. Uh, Mike kind of touched a little bit on what I was going to talk about in uh, um, Genesis. And uh, basically, uh, I mean, nature, you know, in Genesis, God, it talks about how he created everything. And he created then man and women in his image. And uh, he put all that stuff on the earth uh, to be able to fulfill our needs. And I mean, think about the minerals, think about the plants, the animals, uh, the seas, the fresh water, um, you know, the mountains. I mean, it's just absolutely, totally amazing. And uh, I mean, I just, uh, and then storms, you know, storms are part of nature. And you know, God says that he'll talk to you in the thunder and the lightning. And he has done that to me personally. And uh, so I know that what the Bible says is, you know, true and real. And the, the I guess, prophets and disciples, but mainly the prophets in the Old Testament, talked about how God would speak to them in the thunder and the lightning. And he has done that to me personally. So, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, everything that we experience also... Uh, uh, you know, uh, cities are our nature, but they are, uh, they're alive with people, but not necessarily the buildings themselves are alive, but they're made from the materials that are on this planet. And uh, I mean, just the architecture, I mean, gosh, go to Las Vegas and just see everybody's creative mind running free and wild with the architecture there and the, uh, um, exhibits like uh, the Bellagio they got that flower room and I mean gosh you just go there and I don't know I just feel great when I go in there the wind hotel uh has some really uh you know uh creative uh, interior design but there's nothing like being out in nature like fishing and being on a boat and um it's just absolutely uh amazing and uh you know that our God is uh dwelling in both dimensions he dwells in the spiritual and he dwells in the physical. And, um, you know, in Genesis uh, uh, 126, or no, 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 129. And God said, behold, I've given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree. And the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you, it shall be for meat. You know, I mean, and uh, uh, another word there could be nourishment, uh, nutrition. Um, you know, we eat to fulfill and satisfy our hunger and what our body is craving. 
um, also, like Mike was talking about the trees, and uh, I'm going to go to Psalms here. If I can, I think it's Psalm 96. Uh, no, it's not 96. I think it's 94. And anyway, um, it talks about how um, the trees are going to rejoice uh, when the you know Son of God returns. So I mean, I just you know I find I find it a uh, um pretty cool that mike likes to talk to trees i like that mike that's uh that's very very cool and um mm -hmm. the other thing is is that uh noah and the ark and how god told him to gather the animals uh male female and to fill the ark uh with the animals so that i mean i guess maybe god didn't have to create it again but uh he wanted to save those animals and Noah built an ark that was big enough to contain them. I wonder why we like going to zoos. You know, that's kind of like an ark. And, uh, you know, the animals are on display and the humans are feeding them. And I'm sure somebody had those duties in Noah's ark. Uh, the other thing is, is uh, there's a story in the Bible about uh, how this guy is riding a donkey. And the guy couldn't see the demon in the road, but the donkey could see it. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, he uh, the donkey went to the other side and the donkey actually talked to the man and uh, told him what was happening. So God gave him through the Holy Spirit, I guess, to be able to understand donkey. <laughs> and, um, you know, we uh, like Mike was talking about dogs and how loyal and loving they are. They're so different than a cat. I know there's a lot of cat people out there and God love you, but either a cat's kind of nasty or they're friendly. <laughs> and uh, what I mean by nasty is uh, you go to pet them, they're swatting at you and hissing and kind of nip you and bite you. Or they're totally cuddly and uh, allow you to, you know, pick them up and, uh, you know, caress them and they sit on your lap. I mean, there's no really in between with a cat. I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, dog, dogs are, I mean, uh, there are some aggressive dogs. I'll say, I'll say that. Um, and uh, like uh, our, uh, we have a dog at work, and um, uh, Cooper and Cody, and uh, there's another one too with the C. I forget. But anyway, Cooper comes in, and he is such a friendly, nice, well-behaved dog. But when the mailman comes, and it's really, I see them bark at other people uh, every single day. The mailman comes, the dog's right there wanting to rip his head off, and I. Just, <laughs> You know, I don't understand that. Yeah, I, you know why that is, Bill? Why is that? Because the, here's a human that comes to his property every single day, doesn't say hi, won't pet me, won't <laughs> <laughs> drop some litters on the property, drops these papers, and then keeps going. How dare this person come on the property and do this every single day? That's how yeah, I see it. I, I get, I got well, it. I agree. Oh. I gotta agree with you, Ange, because I mean <laughs> yeah. it, it is uh, um, it's mysterious. Because I mean, you know, for a dog to act that way, I mean, you know, in the beginning it was a complete stranger, but I'm sure we have the dog like three out of the five days. He's there with our boss, and uh, you know, he uh, uh, he just wants to rip his head off, and I mean, I almost gotta hold the dog, and uh, not that the dog has ever attacked the guy, but you know. I mean, his bark is pretty fierce and he's 
hairs on his uh, back to stand it up. But like I said, I mean, most dogs are really and like he's totally friendly to me, cool, lays down, lets me pet his belly. And I mean, that's just, you know, uh, you know, God put that nature in those animals uh, of how they react and uh, serve us and uh, compliment us. And uh, to some people, they, you know, uh, what do they call those uh, 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 victim dogs or uh, uh, what's the word? I'm like, uh, you know, um, they're like like uh, service dogs, service, service dogs. dogs. That's it. You know, and, and people use them for their PSTD and uh, they, you know, um, the love that the dog pours in them makes them feel good and they got a purpose taking care of that pet. So anyway, uh, you know, uh, I was trying to find this verse in Psalms and uh, for the love of God it is evading me and uh, I can't find it. But anyway, it talks about how the trees are going to rejoice. Um, and then, um, you know, that's pretty cool. And trees have been around for a long time. I'm sure there's uh, some trees that we haven't even discovered yet in the world that have been here for maybe a thousand years, you know, and uh, I'm sure they've seen a lot and they were designed to last and, uh, you know, they help us build homes and products and it's just amazing, you know, how, you know, God has uh, allowed nature to complement us and to fulfill us and he's given us every, you know, solution that we need in nature to have a better life. So that's all I got to say today. That's awesome. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, yeah I've, I've got um, three verses here on trees rejoicing. First Chronicles 16, 33. Then the trees of the woods shall rejoice before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. Psalm 96, 12. There's your 96. Um, Let the field be joyful and all that is in it. Then all the trees of the woods will rejoice. Um, so be Amen. joyful. Isaiah 14, 8. Indeed, the cypress trees rejoice over you and the cedars of Lebanon, saying, since you were out, or since you were cut down, I need my glasses. Good grief. <laughs> since you were cut down, no woodsman has come up against us. So we've got lots of trees rejoicing in the Bible. I'm sure there's others, but those three came up when I searched it real quick. Um, very awesome. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. And on, on the, the dog thing, it is interesting how, you know, even, you know, dogs are one piece of nature, but even within that piece, I mean, look at all the varieties of dogs, um, at, you know, and they each have their own temperaments and they have their own language, you know, you know as a dog trainer, you know, they know, like, when a, you know, when hair sticks up in certain parts of the body, you know, what that means. Like there's, there's a lot of, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's fascinating. It's really fascinating to view life through all these fun creatures and life forms that God created. So Robin, you are up next. Hey, Ange, I found the verse. Hold on. Oh, okay. Found another anyway, one. Anyway, it's, it's Psalms 96. And it's talking about how when the Lord's going to return. And it says, uh, it says, say among the heaven that the Lord reigneth. The world also shall be established. It shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Let the heavens rejoice 
and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar in the fullness thereof. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord, for he cometh. For he cometh to judge the earth, he shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. So all the trees are going to rejoice when the Son of Man comes back, or Son of God. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. That was Psalm 96. Okay. Yeah, Psalm 96, um, 10, 11, 12, and 13. Gotcha. Awesome. Thank you, Bill. Robin, you are up. Hey. Good morning, everybody. Hey, hey. Good morning, Robin. Welcome to Habit. Hey. Welcome back. Yeah. Excited to be here, guys. Yeah. Um, Go for it. I want to talk about uh, water. <laughs> That's my uh, nature element that I absolutely just adore. And um, it's kind of, if you're a word nerd like me, you could do a word search in the Bible um, because God talks about water from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Um, yeah. One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite verses in uh, Psalm 23, and it's really uh, familiar. It's uh, I'll read all of verse two. It says, um, "Okay, well I'll read one. <laughs> it makes more sense." Uh, well, verse one: "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want." And verse two, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides uh, quiet waters, still waters. And um, for those of you out there who, uh, who contend with um, mental health issues, um, battlefield in the mind, you know, and I'm one of those people. So to me, I find a lot of peace um, in water. <laughs> I always have swimming, um, just everything. I mean, drinking water when I'm thirsty, showering in the morning is a gift, all of that. Um, and it's, you know, just like Christ, he, he refers to himself as, well, in the, uh, like a fountain of living water, as living water. So like Ian said, you know, nature, um, well, <laughs> I think, Bill, you said it too, you know, God is nature. And when I'm like in a body of water, he's all I can think about. And it's just amazing. Uh, let's see, I well, wanted to- so Robin, we take uh, uh, bodies of water and we get baptized in them. You know, yes, brother, indeed. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> I remember I got, I, and it's interesting. I was uh, in Ohio and I was, uh, um, the river I got baptized in was called the Stillwater River. Oh, wow. And um, uh, a great white light did ascend upon me when I was rising up out of the water. And it was, uh, I'll never forget that. It was truly, I mean, bright, mm -hmm. glorious. I just, I, I mean, I felt reborn, you know, and, um, Amen. You know, That's awesome. You know, I, I, could, I could feel the, I could feel the spirit of, you know, um, of our Lord through the Holy ghost. Yes. Enter me. And, um, anyway, uh, 
you know, you mentioned Psalm 23, the still waters, and mm-hmm. I was baptized in the Stillwater River in, in Ohio. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> you know, and when I was a, a kid, uh, last last thing I'll say, I'll let you continue. Uh, I, I lived in a uh, uh, little community called King's Chapel. <laughs> and uh, that was in Ohio. So uh, it's interesting the names, too, that uh, we have and are given. And uh, anyway, uh, keep going, Robin. You're doing great. <laughs> oh, thanks for sharing that, Bill. I just absolutely love that. Baptized in still waters. <laughs> um. I wanted to share just uh, a few, just a few more things. Um, okay, so Ange, for those of you who don't know, who are listening, uh, Ange and I go way back. You too, MJ. <laughs> but Ange and I go back to like, I don't know what you say, almost birth. <laughs> diapers. Um, I always say diapers. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where our friendship began. And Ange, maybe you could help me out here. It was probably in the 80s, I don't know, early 90s. But anyway, um, my family used to take an annual trek to Northern Arkansas. There's a lake there, it's called Lake uh, Norfolk. And to me, I knew, you know, that was like an image of heaven for me (laughs) when I was a kid. When I got in that water and I was floating around, I'm like, Jesus, (laughs) thank you. But um, this one time, this one time, I remember um, it was Angie and it was Kevin, right? Your brother. Yeah, probably. And I think, well, your parents must have been there somewhere. Probably, yeah. Because I don't think we were yet driving. (laughs) But anyway, we were, what we did is, um, this lake is huge. And I'm telling you, you know, there's, there's skiers and boaters. And I mean, in some places it's it's very chaotic and depending on the weather you know the wind and stuff but Angie and I took this you know (laughs) this kind of flimsy um raft you know just a water raft and we went down to where the a place where the boats dock which there weren't any boats at the time but like in the middle of the day and we shared this raft and we were out there floating for I don't know a hundred hours, and, <laughs> I don't know, a thousand hours, but I mean, we talked about everything, and I'm sure we got God in there, but it was just like, um, you know, that piece of his, it just comes to me in water, and it, you know, and it is, it's like, it's like life, and, and being reborn, and baptized again, and I mean, that was just one of the best memories I had and with us it was just so um wow I'm very excited about it but I I thank God for that because um it's just it's it's powerful and it's it's indescribable and it's like um being you know it's like Sam's grandbaby you know born and born brand new and um and being nurtured, you know, nurtured by his parents, by his family. And that's how God is with us. And water is just that, um, that thing for me, <laughs> that symbol. And it's just, I love it, you guys. Thank you. That's awesome, Robin. Yeah, it's super powerful. Thanks. Yeah. That's neat that you hone in on that one element. Um, that's so awesome. 
And that's really, it's, it's phenomenal that you've learned that about yourself that you, and so then that's something you can draw upon. And <sighs> I love that. Um, I love what you said about, you know, cause we drink water, you know, that's nourishing. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, we're nourished by drinking water every morning, mm -hmm. taking a shower, you know, thank you for the shower. What a blessing to be yeah. baptized every morning in the water. Um, mm -hmm. That, I, that one piece alone. Thanks for sharing that Robin. Cause you're welcome. Um, oh, you know, it's, I love it's you, interesting Anne. because, um, Gosh, why do I cry lately? I cry all the time now. <laughs> it's so weird. It. It's so, so weird. It's all right. Me too. Yes, Me too, sister. It's so weird. Um, I, I really appreciate you saying the bit about the shower because I don't like my showers. <laughs> I, I can't stand it. And um, if I could hire someone to take a shower for me, I'd love to do that. <laughs> These are things I think about in the shower. Like, man, wouldn't it be, you know, what are the things I could hire out? Dang, I can't hire this one out. <laughs> that's not, that's not going to work. I'll be, I'll be your surrogate shower. -er. <laughs> that would be awesome. To have a surrogate shower. Oh my gosh. Uh, Tell yeah. so MJ to get in there and wash your back. <laughs> Then I never get out of there. <laughs> oh man. Oh gosh. Uh, but so thank you, Robin. Shower. Um, now I'm gonna go in with the intention that shower is a gift. <laughs> Showering is a gift. And I'm baptizing oh. myself every morning. I I usually um yeah, you know, for my distraction, what I do in the shower is I do the armor. So as I'm washing oh, my hair, yeah. you know, helmet of salvation, as I'm washing my body, you know, the breastplate of righteousness and the shield. And I go, I just go through the whole, I'm, I'm washing my body and, you know, praying the armor over me. That's, that's my normal when I'm not like trying to find someone to surrogate shower for me. <laughs> It goes back and forth. Oh, mm -hmm. So I'm staying God focused. There's a perfect example right there. <laughs> Focus on the armor and being baptized versus uh, surrogate showering. I love it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> anyway, with this whole topic of nature, um, what's interesting is, you know, it's, it's such a powerful position for, because God created it all. And it's out of our control. Like we don't have to like tell the squirrels what to do. They just, in their nature, they know what they're supposed to be doing. We don't have to, you know, instruct any of, you know, the dogs, the cats, any of the creatures, you know, the, the snakes, the, the, you know, toads. I mean, the list goes on and on all the creatures around the trees, the shrubs, they know what to do. They, they know exactly what to do. Every single one of them has a nature that they've been put on this planet to produce with. And, and what's, and, okay, so my background, I am, uh, this is interesting because I'm a landscape designer and my job is to organize all of that. <laughs> and I remember talking to a guy who, um, his wife had a landscape business and he was a rocket scientist. And so he retired and 
his wife was still running his, her landscape business. He retired and he was looking for something to do. So he's like, well, I'll help my wife with her landscape business. And so he got in there working with her in this landscape business. And he was like floored. He's like, what you guys do is so complicated. And this, I'm like, okay, this is a rocket scientist saying <laughs> that, that the landscape world is complicated because if you think about it, as a landscape designer, I'm, or, I'm orchestrating everything, like where the trees go, where the shrubs go, is the soil right? Did, did we mulch properly? You know, what kind of turf grass are we putting in here? And then how do we maintain it? And I want low maintenance. Well, you can't have this. Well, then, you know, we have all these conversations of, you know, do we use what types of rocks and stone and, and patio and, um, you know, the structures? I mean, there's so much that goes into organizing a landscape, you know, you know, when you organize it and then you go out in nature and, you know, God has all that under control. I mean, you go out to the forest preserve, you know, you know, man puts a path through there so we can walk and God handles all the rest. Um, you know, the trees prune themselves, they fall to the ground when they're dead and, um, you know, and, you know, the leaves fall and they compost, turn into you know, there's God made insects to turn all that into compost. And I mean, it's just, it's an incredible system when you really step back and look at it. And um, it is such a beautiful thing to be able to find those pieces of nature or like myself, I create them for people, um, whether that's in their home environment, like inside the home, like my, you know, like interior plants then there's the outside plants. And then, you know, there's community level landscape design. I have a lot of friends that are landscape architects where they're designing all the larger, the landscape and the larger structure. Like we were talking, like Mike or MJ was talking earlier about the, um, the design of the river in Chicago. I mean, that's all very strategic. How, how, and where do you, you know, how do you get plants to grow in the city? And we got, you know, all those things to deal with. And I mean, it, it is, a, it is a really complex structure when you, when you look at it and I, and I, um, when I was in college, you know, I had a choice of, you know, what do you want to do the rest of your life? And I freaked out halfway through college. I'm like, I, you know, I was on path to be an accountant sitting in a, in a dark room all my life. And I'm like, that is just not going to happen. I can't, <laughs> I would never make it. And I went on a limb. I didn't know what a landscape designer was. I didn't know the difference between a landscape designer and landscape architect. I didn't know any of this stuff. And I just, I, I'm like, Lord, you know, help me figure this out. And I made a massive jump in the middle of college to go into landscape design, not knowing a thing about any of it, but it's really been, you know, it's, it was again, God leading me to the path of, um, I, you know, you're here on this planet to help organize plants and protect plants and these natural environments that I can't even tell you how many job sites I've been on where these big contractors come in and, you know, they, they, you know, there's one specifically, there was a farm that had old um, oak trees had to be at least 300 year old oak trees a, a, a farmstead that was here in the Chicago suburbs. And this contractor came in and subdivided the whole thing. And he sold the whole idea and look at this oak forest. You could have your mansion in this oak forest. Well, when you subdivide it 20 times and everyone takes down three oak trees, there goes the forest. But nobody, nobody 
thinks about that when you know every time you take a tree down um i mean that's years decades of of life um but yet there's but then there's um places designed to grow the trees so that they can be used for lumber i mean there's you know there, it goes both ways and hopefully that contractor use those trees for lumber i mean goodness i would hope they didn't destroy good oak trees and not turn them into lumber but you know there's a lot of people are um really starting to learn the importance of taking care of our nature um, certain villages have ordinances and, you know, you can't cut down trees or how many trees you can cut down. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of, um, a lot of things we can do as humans to help protect nature. But yet at the same time, there is pruning involved. Um, I threw a plant out the other day, a house plant, and, you know, I've gotten better at being okay with that because <laughs> I don't like the, you know, I'm, I'm the nursery, you know, you know, send your, your baby plants my way or the weeds or whatever, I can turn them into really beautiful things. Cause that's just what God put me on earth to, to do. And, um, so I don't know, that's, that's what <laughs> you got me going on that. Cause that is my, my space is nature. And I've spent a lot of time in nature and it's, uh, um, it's just really beautiful times to be able to talk to God and see his handiwork and to be a big part of it to help educate people and guide people and help people use nature to beautify their homes, their spirit and their conversations with God. Even if it's one little plant sitting on your desk, that's God in a different form that you can, um, you know, talk to the tree, talk to the house plant. Yeah. <laughs> that's another form of God. So, all right. Amen, sister. Amen. Thank awesome you. Thank job, you. Angie. Thank you. Thank you. What a wonderful topic. So thank you all for uh, your contributions today. I love it. Such rich depth thank to you. this one. I mean, we could we could even pick this apart and go like deep dive on certain aspects if we wanted to. <laughs> deep dive. <laughs> deep water. dive. Dive. Water words. There you go. <laughs> well, you guys are diving. I'll be snorkeling. Ah. <laughs> That's one, yeah. That's so. It's so interesting. I, all the different ways. Yeah, you could. You could. Yeah, with water. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Get in the whole topic of of oceans. Oh my goodness. The depth and the creatures down there and all the amazing things. Oh my gosh. Oh, I remember when I went uh, to the Bahamas. I actually went deep sea diving. Man, you talk about like being in a, another world. <laughs> wow. I mean, just crazy it was a wonderful experience yeah it it's unreal very cool all right you guys are awesome thanks for your contributions today and um so once again this is god focused podcast using nature to remind yourself that to stay focused on god he's all around us when you really start looking for him even in the shower <laughs> <laughs> Even in the shower. Yeah. Oh, I love you guys. And all God's children said. Amen. 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 So if something's being said during this podcast that's really pulling at your heart right now and tugging at you right now, just say this little prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. You died for me. And Thank you for 
coming into my life. You are my Lord and Savior. And by saying that prayer, you're bringing him that much closer to you and just saying, thank you for being there always with me, Lord. So I hope we've helped in some way. Jesus is always there for you. Just use that power. Thank you for listening to the God Focus Podcast. And if we've said something today that's helped, we do have two action steps you can do with our program. Number one is we have a prayer team. If you'd like us to pray for you, just email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com and we could put the prayer team on your situation. Secondly, if you have the financial means to help us, we are right now trying to improve the quality of the podcast with technology and editing. If there's any situations you can help with us, we have a custom program right now we're building for a custom membership and then we'll have membership packages down the road. Please email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com and we can send you that information. Thank you for all your help and love through Jesus Christ and God bless you. Have a great week.